Today is Tuesday, October 4th. And happy October! The weather has just turned here in DC and my ears and my hands are always slightly freezing, but I thrifted some really nice fall pieces this weekend and have been drinking tea and eating pumpkin oatmeal in the morning and it's wonderful. I really love the fall. But anyways, do you believe in manifestation? Now, before I start this episode, I feel like I need to define what manifestation is. So if I type up manifestation on Google, it says an event, action, or object that clearly shows or embodies something, especially a theory or an abstract idea. But I would define manifestation as making your dreams come true. I know that's kind of weird to say, right? And in a way, I think many people believe manifestation to just happen out of nowhere. You wish to get into your dream school, but you don't put any effort or work to get there. But manifestation doesn't work like that. You can't just manifest meeting the love of your life and never talk to anybody or wonder why it hasn't come yet. You can't manifest perfect grades if you're not studying and putting in work as well. I think of manifestation as the seasoning and our actions are the main meal, the main course, if you will. So you already have all the ingredients to get to where you want to go. And I, I mean, I think don't undermine your tenacity and hardworking nature. I think so often we're like, oh, we could never do this. You really have to believe in yourself. And if you don't, I'm telling you right now, you should believe in yourself. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you completely, wholeheartedly. Like, I want you to succeed and I want to see you do well. And if you feel like you have no one to talk to, like, literally, you could always DM me and be like, oh, this happened and I'm really proud of myself. And yeah, I know I'm really bad at checking DMs, guys, but I, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you guys. And I feel like sometimes we don't hear that enough. And if you don't have your friends telling you this, if you don't have your family telling you this, know that I'm proud of you. And yeah, big, big heart. I'm making a, a heart shape with my hands. You guys can't see it, but I can see it. Anyways, like I said, don't undermine your tenacity and hardworking nature. I think it can be really easy to be close-minded when you feel as though you've reached a point of stagnation in your life. So you feel like you're not moving anywhere. You're not doing anything differently. Every routine kind of has become way too repetitive. However, there's also a sense of beauty in this, no? Because there's stability in stagnation. And in a way, it's an invitation for something more. It's an invitation to shake things up right? Because if everything is staying completely the same, at least for me, I felt like last year when I was living at home during my gap year, there were times where I was like, wow, I really wish I was doing this and I wish I was doing that. But looking back now that I'm living by myself, I'm like, that was such an important time in my life because I just had time to really figure out who I wanted to be as this older version of myself. I feel like so often when we go through school, when we go, you know, through high school, college, we're always kind of thinking about other people's opinions of us and what other people expect of us. We're expected to get a degree. We're expected to get, you know, into whatever program. We're expected to do a certain major where there's all these expectations that are put on us. 
And it's kind of like a life plan that's already been set out and we're just kind of following the motions. You know, a lot of people are expecting, like a lot of people expected me to, you know, finish high school, to go to college, to finish college. And once I finished, I was like, okay, if I really wanted to shake up my entire life and do something different, I could. Theoretically, I could. If I decided I didn't want to go to med school anymore, that's that's my business. And yeah, people might expect it of me because I've been saying like, oh, I'm pre-med, blah, 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 blah. But I felt like I was in a place where because I hadn't thought of taking a gap year before and suddenly I was here taking this gap year, I was like, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And that's insane. And it's super stressful, but it's also so liberating to think of the fact that I was fully in control and I could manifest whatever I wanted in a way, right? Theoretically, if manifestation works the way it does, which if you stick around this episode, I'm going to give you a few examples. But stagnation, the feeling of boredom is almost an invitation to create something. And that's why I started creating all the social media and the content creation and the poetry. But all this to say, I'm a huge believer in manifestation because I've seen it with my own eyes. And I'll give you a couple examples. There was a day when I was 17. So 17, I was a senior in high school and I got to school way too early that morning. And I went into the library to look over some assignments and write in my journal. This was kind of like my typical routine. You know, if I got to school too early because I could never go to school late. I, I'm a very punctual person when I'm stressed about something. So I would get to school really early and I would sit in the library and I would check over my homework, study for whatever quizzes or exams I had that day, you know, brush up on my studying because I had probably already studied like a million hours. And I would write on my journal. And this specific day, I was thinking a lot of the future and how I felt. And I kind of hated high school at this point. And I was really ready to go to the next step in my life and move away and feel like the older, better version of myself that I feel like is promised in every TV show and movie. You know, when the passing of time happens, suddenly they're a much cooler version when they're in their 20s and when they go away to college. And I thought about that. And I thought about how even the actors in most like high school movies and the actors that are playing high schoolers are mostly in their 20s. They're not actually teenagers. You know, now we're kind of seeing more frequently that the people playing teenagers are actually teenagers. But I was like, I'm so ready to be in my 20s. The 20s seem like the place to be. But this specific day, when I got to school too early, I didn't really know what to write in my journal. You know, I I didn't really follow a prompt or anything. Sometimes I would just write about how I was feeling, how I was stressed, how I was ready to leave. But this day, and I, I actually kind of remember this, I decided that I wanted to describe my dream self in every capacity. You know, where did she live? What did her room look like? What was on the walls? Who did she hang out with? And I described it in the most specific, generalized way. And I know that sounds kind of oxymoronic, but think about it. I had no idea where I was going to be when I was 22 or 23. So I just played pretend in my head. I closed my eyes and I looked around my heart. What did I see? I described the decorations I would have. So for example, I said that I would have white decorations with a blue tapestry on the wall. 
You know, the walls would be white. And I went back to read that journal entry a couple months ago, and I literally gasped when I looked up to see my room. White walls, blue tapestry. Now, it could have been a coincidence, right? Sure, like, there's no such thing as coincidences. <laughs> there is no such thing as coincidences. And I will say that for the, the rest of my life, there's no such thing as coincidences. So that was the first time where I was like, whoa, whoa, my brain, kind of powerful, just, just a little bit. So when I moved back from college, um, after graduation, when I moved back home, I decided that I was over having a twin bed. I was a full adult now, and regardless of being comfortably single, living with my parents, I wanted a full bed to spread out to my heart's desire. I didn't really have much money, though, so I figured it wouldn't happen until I found something really cheap on Facebook Marketplace. Then, out of nowhere, an old friend posted about how a college in our area was doing this massive giveaway of beds that people had left from move out. And I went and I got a full bed for free. And time went on and I, I decided that I wanted some really nice sage green sheets since they were, you know, they're all the rage now. And who was I but a sucker for a good aesthetic? And I told my mom about it in passing, you know, hoping that she had a good place to buy some that weren't too expensive because again, I was broke. And it turns out that she had an extra set of sheets that just happened to be sage green. Now I know, I know, some of you are probably shaking your head like, that's nothing, a bed and some sheets, like give us the good stuff. All right, all right. When I was in college, I used to go up to the Yale Observatory because it was on this hill that overlooked some of New Haven. And there were two benches at the top of the hill. I always sat on the one to the right. And I imagined that someday a boy would sit to the left of me. On the, on the bench that was on the left. And so I decided to start going on first dates again a while after my breakup, my senior year, you know, just to kind of get to know people. I was like last few weeks of college and I met this guy and he really loved to skateboard. And I asked him to teach me how to skateboard for our first date. I was like, bro, like not even a date. Like literally I just want a skateboarding lesson. And I mentioned the parking lot in the observatory because it was halfway between our two places. And I got there a little later than I probably should have. Um, and he was already there when I got there. But I didn't know where he was. I just, you know, I was like in the parking lot area. So I walk up to the little hill and my jaw drops when I realize that he had sat down as he was waiting for me. Guess where? He decided to sit on the left bench overlooking New Haven, even though I hadn't said a word about how in my head I had always thought about this, how I'd be sitting on the right bench, he'd be sitting on the left bench. And I was like, isn't this crazy? Now, I know you chismosos probably want to hear about how the date went. So he taught me how to skateboard and I was going down the hill at one point because I'm overly ambitious. And then I quickly realized that I didn't know how to stop because obviously I didn't know how to skateboard. So he got on his skateboard and he grabbed me before I hit a tree and we both fell, except he broke my fall. Very romantic, very movie-esque. And a security guard that was passing by as it happened, he was like, wow, like what a gentleman. Honestly, I was just glad to be alive. I was like, I'm gonna die here. Um, we never dated, but I will say all our memories together are pretty fun. 
Um, so do you believe in magic? I mean, manifestation. Yes. Now I'm giving you all these examples of how I manifested things that I wanted into my life, right? Like we have a full bed here, some sage green sheets. We have this guy that's sitting on this left bench. But I think what a lot of people don't talk about is the way that you can manifest bad things into your life, be it unintentionally or intentionally, because sometimes we're really not aware of the power that our our mind has. And you're probably like, Celia, shut up. Like, literally, people always say this, like, it's not really true. But just think about it. Think about this for a second. And just bear with me. When I was first starting to, you know, like, date and all this stuff, and I felt really bad about it, I would listen to all this sad music. And it was almost like I was trying to make myself more sad. I was like, no, like, if I'm heartbroken, I'm going to be, like, shattered, heartbroken, like, none of this lukewarm stuff. And I would listen to all this sad music. I heard someone say once that the music you listen to, the songs you listen to, inadvertently will manifest themselves into your life because of the lyrics. And I was like, what? Like, no way. And I feel like I've definitely seen this happen because if you're constantly, you know, listening to sad music about heartbreak, about like longing, about wanting someone, I feel like those feelings become so heightened because of all of this. And there have been so many situations where I'm like, no way this is happening. Like, this is so ridiculously terrible. No way. And it isn't until you take a step back. And this isn't to say that, you know, we are responsible for like all of the negative things that happen in our lives. But I do think we need to accept responsibility for certain things that happen in our lives that we should have walked away from or when we kind of let someone continue to treat us poorly. And I think that's what happened a lot in my life is it wasn't necessarily my fault that I was treated in this way, but because I didn't say anything and because I didn't stand up for myself, it was almost like I was giving them permission to still be shitty to me. Does that make sense? And I think in a way I manifested some of that bad energy, that longing energy, that desperate, that the desperation that comes with wanting someone no matter what and accepting somebody's love, you know, quote unquote love, no matter what. And it isn't until I really changed the way that I thought about all this. And I was like, okay, what do I want from my life? What do I want to see from my life? And I felt that every time I was in a very low energy state where I was feeling all these feelings of sadness and feeling all the, this sense of anxiety, that I, it would just bring me down lower. And it was almost like a positive feedback loop where I just kept feeding it and feeding it and feeding it, where I would be sad and I needed to do something to make myself more sad. And it was kind of like me against myself in my own brain. And I didn't know how to get out of this. And, you know, it takes time to be able to get yourself out of that because, you know, I've had like anxiety attacks before where n nobody can help you through that. You know, you just have to accept that you're the only person there and you have to accept that this is happening to you and you really have to take care of yourself in that moment. And it's so easy to be able 
to see somebody else having a hard time and want to take care of them and want to be there for them, it's much harder to do that for ourselves. It is way harder to sit down and be like, yo, we got to take care of ourselves. Like just that conversation with yourself of saying like something needs to change because like I want to help you. I need to help you. And that's why I always say sometimes you have to imagine yourself as another person. Sometimes you have to imagine yourself as that younger version of yourself, as that older version of yourself, as your best friend. You have to imagine yourself as someone else to be able to give yourself that love and that sense of, hey, it's okay to accept help from yourself. Because just like sometimes it's hard to accept help from other people, I think it's even harder to accept help from ourselves and to accept and admit that we have that responsibility to ourselves at time of there are moments where nobody else will be able to make you feel better. There are moments where nobody else will be able to be there for you except yourself. And manifestation played such a huge role in this in my life because regardless of how I was feeling, if I was feeling bad, if I was feeling good, I could sit down and I I started to do this almost like monthly manifestations. I would sit down and be like, where do I want to see my life a month from now? You know, don't think of five years. Five years, who the hell knows what's going to happen? How, where do you want to see your life a month from now? What does it look like? Who do you hang out with? You know, what qualities do you have? Like, shy away from describing yourself physically. Like, because at the end of the day, things change. And who you, like, you have to, there's a quote that I love that says, the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. And I'm telling that to you (laughs) now. The way you look is the least interesting thing about you. I always thought of it as, if in 20 years, somebody is telling my story, is remembering me, you know, in 40 years, in 50 years, in 200 years, if I was to be remembered, how would I want to be remembered? And like I said, thinking this way, kind of got me out of whatever present negative emotion. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you have to be in the present. Sometimes you don't want to be in the present. Sometimes it's not healthy to linger in the way that you're feeling. And so I would think of, okay, what does my life look like? Not right now. Where do I want my life to go? What trajectory do I want? And, you know, sometimes I would say, I want good grades. Sometimes I would say, I want to be doing this or I want to be doing that and I 100% believe that I manifested moving to DC and being here right now and I I sometimes it's like insane to me that I'm here but I would do that every month and I would you know manifest whatever I wanted whether it, it was like oh growing on social media I'd be like oh this is but you have to say it in like a very specific way you know you can't just say like I want to have let, let's just use the social media example like i want to have more followers no you have what how many followers do you have do you want to have and then apparently i don't you know take everything i say here with a grain of salt because i definitely like this is just from my own experience what i've known what i've experienced but what i've felt always helps me is to say it as if i'm already there so instead of being like i will have it's I do have. I do have great friends. I have an amazing friend group. 
I love the way I am. I love my personality. I read. I'm, I, I read so many books. I write so many poems. You know, like, say it as if it already exists because that'll make it easier to visualize. And whether you believe in manifestation or not, whether you believe that this will make it happen, your actions will become the way that your life will be expressed later on. You know, like your thoughts are what create your life. And because your thoughts lead to your actions and, you know, like this is starting to, if this is starting to sound like a self-help book here, but I don't like self-help books. Um, but all this to say, manifestation is such a powerful tool in both going both ways. It can be a really positive tool and it can help to make you see that your dreams are actually more attainable than you expected, than you once thought. But you could also inadvertently, you know, without your knowledge, be manifesting some not so great things. You know, if you are not really sitting down with yourself and asking yourself, where do I really want to be a month from now? You know, two months from now, a year from now. Because you could say like, oh, um, to give you the example, like if me that was in college were to do this, she probably would have been like, I want to be dating the guy that I'm dating, you know, like at that moment, like I want to stay with my current boyfriend, like blah, 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 blah. And that would have been really bad for her. That would, if I had stayed with the person that I was dating, you know, at that time, that would have been really bad for her. It would have been really bad for me. And so I started to change my way of thinking of, I will marry, you know, my best friend, my future husband. Um, and I, every time that I wrote it down, I'd say like my future husband, because it might not be the person you're with, right? Like it might not be the person you're dating. And so I started to change it and to see it from that way of instead of kind of forcing things to happen because I want them to happen in that moment, I started thinking of, of what is going to be best for my future self and how do I vocalize this? How do I put this out into the universe in a way that is healthiest for that future version of myself? I still do this now where sometimes if I'm feeling very lost in my life, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll take a full journal page and I'll write down like my dream self. You know, what does she look like? What energy does she have? She's a good listener. She's a good writer. She's good at conveying her emotions. You know, like all these things. That's why I say like, don't think of it as, oh, like I'm super hot. Like, yeah, like sometimes that, like you could write that. And you could be like, I'll be so toned because that almost like motivates you to be better. It's like, oh, well, it's kind of like a goal for yourself, but it's a goal that you almost have help with. I feel like, and that's kind of how I see manifestation. That's why I also like it because they are my goals and I know that I can achieve them and I have to put it in work to achieve them. But it also feels like I have somebody else that's rooting for me, be it the universe, be it God, be it, you know, like whatever you want to call it. That is really comforting to me of when I feel really lost. I can go back and look at older journal entries of how was how did I describe my dream self five years ago? And how do I compare to that? 
And, you know, one of the things that I had put when I moved back home is because I hated reading. I really hated reading. Um, you know, I loved reading when I was in middle school, when I was 12 years old. And then I lost it. I somehow lost it. I stopped reading. I was like, this is boring. I don't want to do this. And that kind of became a personality trait of mine of like, Celia doesn't read. And then because of you guys with TikTok and being recommended books, I got back into it. But before I got back into it, I had written down like my future self is well read. She reads a lot of books. And, you know, like I look at that now and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, like I love reading now. Like, that's crazy. I've been really bad at it this month. Um, but I do believe that I manifested that, even though I was the one that put at the end of the day, put in that um that I had the initiative to start reading. I at that moment when I wrote that down, I didn't like reading. When I wrote down, I want to be well read, I didn't like reading. I didn't want to be well read in that moment. And, you know, I was like, nobody hand me a book, but in some future version of myself, I, I want to be the person that reads. I want to be someone that, you know, that gets really excited about a book. And now here I am. And you can see the highlights on Instagram where I'm like sobbing at books. And I think that's beautiful. Like whether you believe in manifestation or not, like, I think it's really cool that you could utilize it as a tool that's good for you. And, you know, we all make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes, you know, and you know, sometimes I look at the things that I wanted five years ago and I'm like, why would I ever want that? You know, why would I want to stay with the person that was hurting me? Why would I want to be friends with this person that was talking behind my back? Like, but you don't know it at the time. Hindsight's always 2020. Like we always think things could have been better, that we should have done something differently. And you just have to accept that. And it's it's kind of beautiful that, I don't know, that in a way, like, it's beautiful to grow up and it's beautiful to evolve and to mature and to realize that now you can see the mistakes that you made in the past when you couldn't see them then. And that's very cool. If I do say so myself. Um, but manifestation, the act of writing things down, the act of planning things out, of seeing, of visualizing my life has helped me tremendously to get to where I want to go. Now, again, as I said before, you can't do this without putting in some effort on your part. You know, like you can't manifest a six pack and never go work out in the gym. You know, you can't manifest having an amazing group of friends if you're a shitty friend yourself. Like all this, you have to put in some work to get there. It's nothing's for free. And you know, I didn't mind that. I, I, I said, you know, this is good like obviously you should if you're manifesting an amazing friend group you should be a good friend because you should want to be a good friend to your friends like it's not work it's just it's the nice thing to do and I don't know manifestation is so cool and again I don't fully understand all the like things about it so don't come at me if you're like Celia this is wrong like I am just telling you how I use it and this is my podcast and I just talk about what's in my head and nobody come for me I'm sensitive guys um and if you want to you know know more about manifestation there's way better people to hear talk about this but this is just what popped into my head for this week and I've just been thinking about this a lot because I've manifested the most weird like I said it's one of those things where you're like this is such a coincidence 
like I had just been thinking about this or I had just written this down and then it's right in front of you and you're like, what the heck? And there's no such thing as coincidences. I firmly believe that with my entire soul, that there is no such thing as a coincidence. And it's really gotten me <laughs> like... Sometimes I almost feel like I can't ignore something if it's a coincidence because I'm like, no, this this had to happen. Like, I don't know why yet. It might be for a bad reason, right? But it's for the plot, man. That's what um, my friend Stephanie and I always say. We're like, it's for the plot. Um, so manifestation, insanely cool. And I, I really do believe that I manifested um, if you guys listened to my very first episode with Rev and Steph, I manifested those two amazing women into my life. And I'm so lucky to call them some of my best friends now. And I would write down that I wanted friends that were caring, that I wanted friends that were good listeners, that made me feel beautiful. I think so often, especially in female friendships, there's almost this toxic need to not have somebody outshine you to not have one to not have someone be more beautiful than you and there's always this sense of competition and i had only ever felt safe in a female friendship with one of my friends that i've had since middle school and i love her she's the love of my life she's my sister at this point like we have been through everything together and she's been there every step of the way and i adore her and if she's listening to this she knows who she is and i feel like other female friendships that i've had have almost always ended because, you know, for whatever reason, they get into a relationship and they decide they, you know, want to be with him 24-7. and Or there's just something that happens where suddenly you lose that kind of bond you have that's so beautiful, right? The, the beautiful bond between female friendships. It's like you understand each other to a very different level. And I think now, for the first time in my life, I have all these di different amazing women in my life that genuinely feel like home and they make me feel really comfortable being myself and they make me feel really beautiful and that hasn't really happened before with a lot of female friends and me and my best friend from middle school we would always make jokes of like oh shit there's gonna be no bridesmaids at our wedding because we don't have many female friends like it's just gonna be the maid of honor and it's gonna be you and now I feel like I would be so lucky to have these women be my bridesmaids at a wedding. And that's, I don't know, that makes me want to like tear up almost because it's just, I really manifested them into my life. And I don't know, I will get savvy about it, but it's just, it's crazy how powerful our mind can be. And I think once you align with what your goals are, and like I said, you have to really think about how you word things. Like, it's, I want to be in a healthy relationship with my future husband, not I want to be in a relationship five years from now with this dumbass guy that I'm dating, you know, when I'm 19, 18, 17, whatever. You have to think about how you word things because that for better or for worse will come back to kick you in the ass. And I know that from experience. So yeah, I don't want to be too rambly in this episode, but I hope it got you thinking about, you know, what you want to visualize in your life and what you would want to manifest and what you might be accidentally manifesting that you don't want to manifest anymore, you know? And I don't know. I think whether you believe in manifestation or not, it's a very interesting way of thinking. And I feel like it really forces you out of the present and into what your goals are.
Like, where do you really want to see yourself? Because what do you want to manifest? What do you want to visualize? What, if you could sprinkle some magic on some aspect of your life, what would you want to turn, you know, Cinderella from a pumpkin to a crystal glass horse-drawn carriage? Like, I think a manifestation is magic almost. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty cool. But thank you so much for listening. And hopefully this was <laughs> remotely interesting. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, I, I just want to kind of like get you thinking. And I also just wanted to sit down and think of everything that I've been through and think of how manifestation has played a role in my life and how it's really gotten me out of some not so great situations because I was like, why am I sad about this? I didn't even want this to begin with. Like, why why am I feeling all this sadness and I don't know. Thank you so much for being here, not just listening to this episode, but on this planet. And I hope you're having a very nice morning or evening or afternoon or night, wherever you are. And I'm really proud of you. If no one said that to you this week, I'm super, super proud of you. And I know a lot of you guys are kind of starting to go through like midterms and stuff if you're in college and just know that los quiero mucho y estoy muy orgullosa de ustedes y que les sigan echando ganas, mijos, que les sigan echando ganas. Um, but yeah, just, I'm really proud of you guys because we never say that enough. We never say that enough to people. And I love you guys a lot. We never say that enough either. And yeah, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!